0: Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Nick Krueger, filling in for Woody Womack, who is on the red carpet right now, taking pictures from the paparazzi at the whatever the whatever that film festival is out I believe there. It's, cottage- called
1: the, it's called the Cottage Grove Film Festival. Uh,
0: I don't even I don't I don't even know what to call it. But good luck to him. Hopefully he wins the three thousand dollar cash prize for. Uh, best short film or whatever. If that he he's, wins three thousand
1: dollars for videotaping a sign on the side of the road, and I'll just go ahead and just throw myself in front of a bus. Here's the,
0: here's the, here's the thing. It wouldn't matter if it's if it's a one dollar grand prize or a three million dollar grand prize. If Woody Womack wins first place in in that film festival, if it's set up that way, forget about it. That's all we're going to hear about for the rest of eternity. He's an award winning film director now. And the we're, I we're all seen the film, so
1: it might actually be good. So I probably shouldn't completely slam it. I
0: I recently rewatched it, and uh, I thought it was hilarious the first time I saw it on the rewatch. I don't know if I felt the same way, but that might just be because I know Woody too well. So you heard the voice of Rob Cassidy uh, down in Miami, Florida, who's re- who recently just released the MLS logo for Inter Miami. Uh, soccer team United. Yeah, they've got uh, a uh,
1: they've got cranes, baby. I like the. I actually like the logo.
0: The logo is classy, and we'll get to. Well, maybe we'll get back to that here in a, in a little bit. But also, Dave Lackford, fill in extraordinaire. Dave, how you doing out there in Louisville?
2: Good. I want Woody to win that three thousand dollars. So Rob jumps in front of the bus, and then I'll make a documentary of Rob jumping in front of the bus. Maybe I can double that up and get like six grand at the next film festival. <laughs> huh?
1: I would 100% let you videotape my suicide, Lackford. That's how much I like you.
2: Thanks, man. It means
1: a lot to me.
0: We uh maybe, maybe, maybe that's a common theme between all of us now. After we've released the latest edition of the Rivals 250, Rob, I think maybe you dropped that off the off the rundown for the podcast. And we won't get into it too much. There's obviously another podcast that kind of covers the rankings here on the Rivals.com podcast network. But uh, just just now that we're through the release of the of the 100 and the 250, any any sort of Interesting notes or reactions or anything that you guys might want to uh, bring to the table as far as, as that went? Yeah. Imagine being a person that takes college football recruiting so serious
1: that you get on Twitter and ask strangers why they have jobs after ranking of high school football players come out.
2: <laughs> no, 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 keep, keep, keep taking it serious, people. <laughs> but I mean,
1: there's well, I was ta- I to was pay ta- attention ta- to it. Another thing is to get on Twitter and be like, you should be fired. You're a joke. It's like, these are rankings of high school players. Is it really that serious? You want me to be fired? I like your
2: preemptive strike status. You have a, you have, you always do the preemptive strikes before you ever drop anything. Farrell does that too. He's like, all right, everybody complain. Here's the new rankings or whatever. I, I love that. That's I'm stealing that. That's, that's my new style too. The
0: the the feedback is always negative. However, I'm not really sure. I, I, in my head, I've been trying to like come up with ideas. I mean, everybody tells us how wrong we are. I'm not sure what list we can compare it to to see where where we're not right (laughs) you know other than people just telling us how horrible we are at it so uh maybe maybe that's something that we got to think about a little bit harder um you know I would say I would say that you know it's it's been it's been a, a the the problem that we have this time of year is people struggling to negotiate how much uh events that happen over the summer should should factor into a player's ranking and what i've been telling people across all the message boards that i usually deal with is we, we don't we don't really have a choice at this point because all of our competitors are going to take every opportunity to rank a kid uh, therefore we need to keep up with the joneses in some capacity but here's the deal it's like if ki- if kids come to a, any competitive event they're going to go out there and they're going to want to beat the person in front of them. And it doesn't matter what we're talking We could be talking about ultimate Frisbee. They're going to go out there and they're going to give everything because they want those bragging rights. And they're going to try and prove that they're the best player. And if we see a guy, an elite player go up against an elite player and they do well and one of them does well, the other person should benefit from it. True or false? True. I think true positionally. And I said this to somebody that was screaming
1: names at me earlier today. I, I don't positionally, I, I don't put a lot of stock in what linebackers do at camps. Uh, right. I mean, but, you know, there's wide receivers and defensive backs and, you know, the, the linemen. I, I think there's plenty to be garnered there, uh, you know, some more than others. But, you know, it's tougher to to see a quarterback when nobody's bearing down on them, especially a quarterback that can run also. It's kind of hard to, to determine where they're at. Or a middle linebacker that isn't supposed to cover a guy 15 yards downfield, but we have them out there doing that. You know, you just have to separate – What's important and what's not, and what's important right now is this ham sandwich that I just made.
0: <laughs> I say, I and, and Dave, i might let you throw some feedback in here too, but I, but I'll say at least at the very least for you know when you're talking about a camp scenario, if we're talking about wide receivers, for example, you can say you're going to see you're going to see wide receivers go up against DBs and one on ones. They'll do. Three or four moves or cuts in a route, and everybody will get on Twitter and say, "Oh, that's not a real route." Whatever, that's never going to happen in game. That's fine. There are certain things that you can pick out and point out about what that wide receiver does that you see in an isolation setting in a camp. Is he a natural pass catcher? How good are his feet? You know, things like that. It it was same thing with linemen. You know, if you want to break down, I, I know, I know, Rob is a huge fan of hips. Do do the hips burst? Does that punch pop? Does the kick slide look good? There are individual things that you can pick out and just kind of add to the cumulative opinion that you have of a player. Well, look, it doesn't necessarily. This is what it comes
1: down to, guys, and Dave will agree, and I'm sure you will agree too. Is if you moved a player that is committed to somebody's favorite school up because of a camp, then uh, it's a great evaluation. They're great evaluation opportunities. If you move them down, then football's played in pads and T-shirt camps don't matter. That's I mean that's really <laughs> all. That's what this You're right, to, and we're just talking in circles. It's
2: it's attribution bias, kind of. You know, it's you know whenever something bad happens to me, it's not it's not my fault. It's outside forces. Whenever I do something good, that's all me. You know, something. So that's the way these fans look at it. You know. Um, but my thing is this: if you don't come to the camps, right? If you've been to one camp, and that's it how are you going to go on your message board and talk to your fan base about how the rankings are wrong when you weren't there, you didn't see anything and, the, and if the rankings right now are based upon what we saw at camps. And I, I can say we, cause I was at like six of them this year and the five star challenge. Right. So, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of beef with any of the moves that were made. I thought a couple here and there were a little, you know, suspect, but for the most part, I was like, yeah, all right, I can see that. I can see that. Even if I don't totally agree with it, I can see it. Cause I was there firsthand watching it. So I don't get when you got like a team analyst who hasn't, and a lot of the team analysts do come to a lot of the, the camps. So props to those guys, you know. But there's a lot of dudes that I've, I've never seen them at a camp, and they're on there bashing the ratings, like this guy should be higher, this guy is too high. You didn't see any of them. What are you talking about? Man?
1: I'm still waiting for the day where somebody tells me that a guy committed to the school they they like is is too high.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's never going to happen, right? Well, I watched their. Here is my favorite thing is like when I watch their huddles. You know, I watch their huddle highlight videos and to quote Mike Farrell, you know, I've never seen throwing seen a quarterback throw an interception on a huddle video. You know what I mean? Right. Huddle is just one small factor, and so are the. I mean, the camps are just a factor too, right? It's not the be right. all and all of this whole thing. But the camps help kids like the Kentucky kids, right? um Damian Harris for example you know Mike Farrell would always talk about how Damian was playing for Madison Southern and they play nobody in Kentucky there's not they're, they're running around against NAIA kids D3 kids and he's dominating so he's like I don't know if that's just level of competition you could say the same thing with uh Wandale Robinson who somehow didn't make the rivals 250 I thought he should but anyway um he dominates and puts up like he scored like 50 touchdowns last year right but then you're like was he just dominating against lesser competition then he come out to the camp and he's he's putting the work on you know five stars so you're like okay yeah this kid belongs at the next level because i'm looking at him comparatively against players that are top notch in elite competition and i think that's the biggest benefit from the camps
1: we're putting people to sleep here we got to move on to coaches in the big 10 am i boring <laughs> well, you, oh, my no, you we're, the, we're, just, we're, the topic in general is just like uh, you know the people that listen to us i think i think that if I think we're kind of preaching to the choir here. I think the insane people probably aren't listening to this podcast. I think we've probably. Well, we got have to ruin audience.
2: audience. Yeah, we got <laughs> to get the insane people in here, man. <laughs> we,
0: we, got, we got to give the insane people a shout out. But but real quick, I, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to put a bow on it here. I just wanted to say, and the thing that I said on the Texas board earlier today is, you know, there were a lot of people saying like what we've been saying here. The ranking should be based first and foremost on what happens in actual football games. That's fine. There are two more major ranking update periods ahead both of them have to do with what players do in pads in the fall this season coming up as well as the all-american season where we'll see a number of the highest ranked recruits at various all-american games so uh fear not that will be something that changes so now let's move on to something maybe (laughs) depending on on rob's opinion maybe a little bit more lighthearted. dj durkin the uh, head coach at Maryland has been put a little
2: bit more lighthearted. <laughs> it's, just <laughs> not,
0: it's just not lighthearted. It's just not hips. <laughs> uh, the, uh, DJ Durkin, the head coach at Maryland has been put on administrative leave, uh, due to, you know, the, the cause and effect of what's going on with, with the player death there recently, we saw the strength and conditioning coach, uh, and the team mutually part ways, which seems kind of like a forced resignation there. But, um, you know, this is this is a big situation here, and not t- not the first time that we've seen a player death uh, go on. I admittedly do not know as many details about this story as I do some of the other things going on in uh, college football. Uh, you know, but but th- I saw some. I believe I saw some things in in regards to uh, you know some some sort of mention of hazing going on between or the team culture uh at Maryland and and this is the you know this is the end result of it uh you know in a terrible time right before the season starts uh you know but but Rob this is this is something that's kind of right up your alley in terms of uh providing perspective so you know where do you stand on things right now with with Maryland and what do you think uh the situation is going to be going forward
1: well i don't see how he survives i i, I don't understand how we get you know these football coaches that know everything that's happening in their program all the time. And if you ask them anything, hey, what's your favorite television show? I don't know. I just concentrate on my football team. Or ask them a question about something happening in politics or outside of the walls of their program. It's always, I don't know. I'm just concentrated on my football team. Until something bad happens. And then all of a sudden, they don't know anything that goes on in their own program. You know, oh, I didn't know that was happening. It's like, what you can't have it both ways. And I think the larger conversation we need to have here, and we can have it on this podcast if we want now or later, Is not just should Durkin survive and you say what you want about that. That's boring. Everybody has a take there. He probably should be fired is maybe this this stuff happens less if these coaches come off the secrecy thing and practices aren't closed and everything is hidden from the media and everything is hidden from the public. And I don't talk about injuries and I don't talk about this. All this coach speak, and it's just such kind of like a secretive culture surrounding college football and sports in general, and especially on the college level, that it allows these kind of things to happen. You can take it to any scandal you want to take it. Uh, look at Penn State, that cover up and everything else. I'm not saying the two situations are the same, but it's all, it's all the product of this culture of secrecy where the media and the public are kept out. And these football coaches are allowed to do whatever they want to do to their players and to anybody else under kind of a, under kind of a cloak.
2: Well, speaking of uh, supposed to know what's going on in your program and then saying you don't know what's going on in your program, Rick Pitino had a horse named Party Dancer. (laughs) And that horse won uh, some some race out there. And so there's I think it was uh, Dan Wetzel said that um, Rick Pitino didn't know or wasn't involved in naming the horse Party Dancer. Uh, Rick never knows anything. He didn't know the horse was named Party Dancer. He didn't know he don't know anything about party dancers. He don't even know what a party dancer is. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I I don't know how you can sit there and say you know I'm just focused on football. All I can all you know, and you give all these coded answers. You, there's a very thick veil of secrecy going on, and um, I, I I attribute it to the Marine Corps. I attribute it to um, boot camp. You know, when I was in boot camp down at Paris Island. Uh the general instructors would do some crazy stuff i mean I, I I've seen them torture people literally, and um they would always talk about you know keep this in house if you have a messed up house, you don't go around talking about how your house is messed up out in the streets, and they would always talk about how mothers of America is trying to make America soft, and you know we're gonna go to war and we're gonna fight this war and I think coaches have the same mentality, you know uh coaching is war, football is war, we're generals, and they're trying to raise these men like they're soldiers and uh it's not really a war; it's just a game.
1: Yeah, somebody told these guys that they were, you know, that they were generals or something, and not just you know coaching a kids' game. I don't know well, when you got to take your
2: hat off when you talk to them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, take absolutely. your hat off when you address these generals. I <laughs> wonder at they attention. get that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, t- go ahead, my bad.
0: Well, uh, I'll tell you, and, and Dave, you—I sh- mean, you would probably know a little bit more about this than anybody. Uh, you know, as far as the legalese situation goes, but I mean, to Rob's point. The veil of secrecy will be lifted the more things like this happen at schools, uh, and the more lawsuits ensue uh and settlements are paid out, then all of a sudden I think we're gonna see conference commissioners, uh, you know, and athletic directors come out. Because especially athletic directors, because they don't want, you know, they, they don't wanna have to fall on the sword for, you know, the uh, you know, the sins of their, you know, employees, apparently, you know, yeah. as as you might call it. So, um, you know, so I I suppose.
2: This is the second year in a row this has happened, too. Remember, not someone dying, but, you know, uh, remember Oregon when Willie Taggart got out there and he was sending all these people to the ER with blown out biceps and stuff like that because they made him do like a thousand push ups or something insane like that. I don't, I don't, I, you remember
1: years ago when Jim Levitt got fired at USF and I think the same year Mark Mangino got fired at Kansas for player mistreatment. Uh, I don't, I mean, nobody really, Mike Leach,
2: Mike Leach at Washington State or at,
0: yeah,
1: that all happened in like a year and a half period. And we still, I mean, nothing nothing changed as far as rules surrounding how secretive you can be with your players and your program stemming from those situations. So who
2: knows? Yeah, I don't think it's going to change. And, and you know, when you talk about the lawsuits happening, I think it's a university-based situation. How much money does a university have to pay out these lawsuits? Um, there was the, the darling kid who died at Florida State. Uh, DeVard Darling's brother. He, they both were committed to Florida State. Devard went out to Washington State, and his brother died there, right? And um, there's a law that says you can't sue Florida State because they're a state university, so you can't sue the state. So, I mean, who knows? Are they really going to have to pay out any lawsuit money? It's
1: really something to, to
2: kill unpaid un, un, unpaid employees. Well, I wouldn't say they killed him. I'd say that they're they, they're civilly liable for their death. How's that? Killed as okay. well. Nobody's going to put him on
1: murder murder charges. I'm not saying they murdered them, but I mean, man.
2: Well, well, did, did Loyola Marymount? Did Loyola Marymount kill Hank Gathers because he had a heart condition and died on the court? I mean, to quote Woody w- Womack, you know, people be dying.
1: <laughs> man, there has been an uptick in careers being canceled due to heart conditions i saw another kid from down here in florida penn state had to retire it seems like that's getting more and more common i don't know if the testing is getting better or or the physicals are getting better or what's happening but it seems like once a week some college football players are retiring because of a heart condition
2: and it's not an urban meyer heart condition it's a legit one not
0: so yeah it's a legit one <laughs> okay. all right well so so we'll we'll see we'll see what ends up happening uh, you know, up at College Park out there in Maryland is as, as wow. I wanted to nears. ask before
1: we move on, who do you guys think? And let's go around the round table with this. Who do you think gets fired first? Do you think do you think one survives and one doesn't? Do you think they're both getting it? And if so, who's getting it first between Urban and,
2: and Durkin? Nick, you go first.
0: Uh, well, I would think the odds are that Urban stays versus Durkin. Um, for I mean, because you're talking about you, you know, for for one, you're, even though both both instances are you know severe in their own right, uh, you know, we're talking about a loss of life at at a school that probably doesn't have as much, uh, you know, f- uh, that probably doesn't have as much financial fallout from replacing Durkin versus Ohio State replacing Urban. Uh, so. You know, I I just think the severity of what's gone on at, at uh, Maryland versus his replaceability, you know, as opposed to Urban situation. So you makes think urban, urban makes it and Durkin doesn't? In plain terms, I, I agree. I, I mean, if in this in this scenario, yes,
2: I, I agree. And here's why I think Durkin is going because the president of the university came out there and said a death happened. It was our fault things were mismanaged. That right there is setting up for cause firing in a way that is just, you know, obvious. It's so obvious right there that he's he's like, you know what? Here we go. We're going to set up our defense against this guy trying to sue us saying that uh we didn't have cause to fire him. So I think that's what the the posturing was there for Maryland and I think Durkin is gone. Uh he also, you know, like, like like it was just said, um Ohio we're talking about Urban Meyer and I said on the other podcast, you know, um America loves a winner. Urban's a winner. Nobody does what Urban does. It's going to come. And, and Urban's situation is: Did he send us, uh, this complaint up the chain of command? And um, I think the AD is on record saying that he did, in fact, report it in 2015. So I think that if they can, um, if they can handle the PR backlash, I think he stays. And and you know this Durkin thing happening that moves the that moves the focus away from Ohio State for a little bit, and now they're focusing on Maryland. So I think the PR uh, swell is dying down. A little bit there at Ohio State. So I think Urban stays um, as long as he did, in fact, report that Title IX violation. I think he'll be back. They said they're wrapping up that investigation in 14 days. That doesn't sound like we're out to kill this guy. It's like, here's, we're going to spend 500 grand. We're going to do a quick investigation. We're going to say, hey, we spent money on this. Look, we did our due diligence. We're keeping Urban. There was no violation. But so then who
1: goes, Dave? Let me ask you this. Something has to go. No, I mean, at Ohio State. Okay. So he sent the thing off the chain of command and then. Whoever he sent it to did
2: nothing? The problem was there was the problem was this there was no arrest made, right? And so then she went out and filed a protection from abuse order recently, and that's when he was fired. So I think that they can justify keeping everybody. They fired. They fired the receivers coach, right? He's gone. Yep, he's so gone. that's the guy that got fired. And I think everybody else is insulated enough legally and through an administrative hearing, I think that they can make a really good case to keep their jobs.
1: You know, they probably could make a good case. But in today's climate, you know as well as I know how this is going to be received. I, I, in,
2: today's pitchfork, it, in today's pitchfork model,
1: you know, they don't just care because, about because, I mean, it's such a hot-button issue with the domestic violence, and it's a terrible issue. To, to have this attached to Urban Meyer's name, Going forward is going to be tougher.
2: He's 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 got like what twenty one kids who are wrestling down in Florida. He's got a lot of stuff attached to his name. He's got Aaron Hernandez attached to his name, so he's got a bunch of garbage attached to his name. But it's not
1: like Urban Meyer knew Aaron Hernandez was murdering people.
2: But he knew Aaron Hernandez had problems. Tim Tebow went to him and said, Look, man, I can't control this guy anymore. He's down here getting in fights and bars. Urban knew about uh Hernandez to an extent, maybe not to murderous extent, but he knew he was a big time troublemaker. Yeah, kids get so, in fights
1: and bars though. I mean like that I mean that happens. I've
0: been in bar fights. Well You've then you fights. Rob, then who do you, who's who's your pick for? I the, think they should both you know, be gone.
1: And I think probably Durkin first. Um that's not gonna happen because, you know, oh, Meyer wins football games, so he's uh Exactly. That's it.
2: Do do I think they both should be fired? Sure, yeah, fire Urban, but they're not. <laughs> it's just not going to happen.
0: Well, okay, so so now appropriately switching from a from a heavier topic to this is the popcorn topic of the podcast is if you will, right, Rob, because now we're going to talk about something a little bit more lighthearted legitimately. Uh, you know, just co- you know, now that we're done with Media Days and we've talked a little bit about all that, I think maybe the 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 biggest takeaway from from Sunbelt Media Days was the uh the debut of the championship belt going to the conference champion no, it goes to the uh, MVP. at the end of the season it goes to the mvp of the conference championship game oh right okay there you go there you have it so so the, the, we've seen we've seen uh, championship belts you know dispersed throughout professional sports is uh, you know, that's, you know, that's really just been something that, um, you know, has kind of taken off as a trend, Rob, uh, your, you know, your flash opinion on the decision to go this route for the I want MVP a little right?
1: bit of credit that five years ago, when we started the rivals camp series, I said, instead of having trophies, let's have title belts for the MVPs. And Mike Farrell said, no, that's corny. Nobody likes wrestling except for you, Rob. And now look, this thing is taking hold. It's spreading everywhere. We should have been at the forefront of this. This should have been a rivals.com invention was the MVP championship dealt.
2: Rivals, rivals does ago. give out belts
1: at the finals. Now, now we do. Now we do. I'm talking about the first ever rivals camp. When I was okay, living okay. in Phoenix, I brought this up. And it, you know, it's about six years ago. And I was told no, because wrestling is corny, and
0: I'm the only person on the planet that likes. And and we've talked on this podcast before. How many Ric Flair? Memes, gifts, whatever you want to, wh- how whatever format you want to see Rick Flair in. How much have we seen that proliferate? Prol- <laughs> that's what I get for trying to use a big word <laughs> proliferate over the internet. People using it to describe this or that, but totally appropriating Rick Flair into everything that is sports culture. No, it's great. This
1: and the Sun Belt's by far the. I mean, that's the best league, right? I mean, they play their games on wacky nights. They score fifty points. Now they have a title belt. I, I love the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt is the favorite podcast or the favorite conference of this podcast
0: should we i you know i just i just thought of it now that you know even though it's even though it's a title not a belt <laughs> should we read into the fact that it is called the Sun Belt conference and they made this decision
2: absolutely yeah Do
1: are, are know, they calling the thing the Sun Belt i wonder the the actual championship
0: if they're smart they are you know i well you know hope, oh, with with a little bit of luck you know maybe maybe some of my uh nearby nearby friends over at texas state will be in the running for you know, picking up one of those. Something
1: that it, it's just a godsend that people that like to gamble on a Thursday night at a seedy bar somewhere on the road before covering an event and just watch. You know, North
2: Texas score, score sixty points, and then that's really all I want to do in life. I'm down. Hey, and shout out to Freddie Mitchell, the people's champ back in Philly. He used to he used to walk around with a belt on on the sidelines, and every time he make a play, he'd put his belt on. You remember Freddie Mitchell? I do remember him. I was in Philly this weekend, Dave. Oh, what's up? Where'd you where'd you go? I had a
1: wedding to attend. Uh, went out with some friends that live there and, and hung out in Philadelphia.
2: That's baller status. I think we were talking in the other podcast when you go to weddings that are not during football season. You're going to the weddings of people who have money. All the yeah. broke people have their their uh, weddings on football season, which is a major faux pas in my book.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. That's a, that's your re- early recommendation from.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't have your wedding. Don't be broke. <laughs> if you're if you're too poor and you have to get married on a football sunday or saturday don't get married you're not ready financially yet
0: that's right it's an easy reception just set up a big screen in the other room all the guys go over there the girls you know talk in the parlor hey or whatever. girls like football As too watching, my friend that's true how dare i okay well i will speak speaking of pro football on a sunday i think this might be the meatiest thing that we talk about today and of course my favorite player In the uh, probably in the world at this point, you know, for my favorite Jacksonville Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey comes out with this tell all GQ interview, apparently, uh, where he just goes down. He just goes down the list of quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, saying this or that about him. Uh, you know, very, varying degree. you know, and, trash and OK, trash, and, I believe was that. Yeah, it was. yeah. Right. Right. It's trash or not trash. And he got so much publicity for the negative for the for the things that he because he's got a reputation now as a trash talker. He got so much publicity from this article about all the trash that he was talking about various quarterbacks. But he had some complimentary things to say about various quarterbacks as well. It's not it wasn't all mean spirited stuff. Uh, you know, but I, I think there was a list where he went down every quarterback in the league. I only read the interview itself where he only talked about, a, a I guess a select few, but, uh, before we, before we kind of, there, there were a few things out of that interview I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, but real quick, be each of your guys, if you, if you want to throw in your uh, reactions to what, what he said or the tone of that story,
2: Rob had a good take on Twitter when he said, uh, Iowa state catches a stray bullet elaborate on that, Rob.
1: Yeah, he was like, he was talking about Josh Allen, and I'd like to talk about him more because poor Josh Allen, man, everybody just dumps on him. And now Ramsey, the guy hasn't even played an NFL game yet. And Jalen Ramsey has already decided he's trash. In that interview, he's talking about Allen and what kind of trash quarterback he is, which is a very popular take. And he says, I saw him play Iowa State and he played bad. I don't really think Iowa State's a big school because I went to Florida State, but you know, they're bigger than my interceptions. Yeah, well, and the thing is not only did he never play Iowa State he played
2: Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> he just for no reason just crapped on the Cyclones. He didn't even differentiate between Iowa and Iowa State. Uh-huh.
0: Right. But but wait a second. Okay, so this is this is point 1 of the of the of the story that I wanted to bring up and it's and it's a real simple thing. That story, who was the kid that we were making fun of? Not the kid himself, but the story where it was like, this kid is sitting on a a step wearing socks or whatever. Um, Who was that guy we were talking about? he's He's a recruit from Mississippi. But this is a similar sort of setup to a story, a t- time, time-honored time, tradition as far as like featured stories in highfalutin magazines go where a guy is sitting in a place and he's doing a thing, and that sets the tone for the story. Th- th- that happened in this story. Th- Jalen Ramsey is sitting at a cafe in Soho with his girlfriend. So, okay, he clearly doesn't have... Information in front of him. Everything is off the cuff. So are we going to kill Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey for confusing? No, I'm not Iowa State him him where I was I
1: think it's hilarious. I mean, it just it just shows where Iowa State's place in college football is. Is what I'm saying. Not only well, where Iowa is, not, 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 I, I mean, I, I understand that as a mistake. Like I think a nor, anybody can have made that mistake. And that's the point. The point is not only did he crap on Iowa State for no reason because he didn't play Iowa State, he didn't know the difference. And then he tried to say, "Oh, those are small schools anyway," because I went to Forest.
0: Well, okay, but two, but two other, two other follow-up points to that. To that is one before this past season. In recent memory, when was Iowa State legitimately relevant? Right? No, they're still not relevant.
2: Seneca, Seneca Wallace, okay. baby, Seneca Wallace. That's the last time. Were relevant. Uh,
0: Seneca Wallace, who 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 has been an offensive coordinator at, it's at a at a school at Texas. I can't remember that I saw a couple seasons ago. Like I you Seneca and I are on the same right? page here, Krug. I I I'm on the. Do you remember – and I think i said this.
2: Krug is caping right now. He's got the Jalen cape on. I like it. Okay. I'm, and I'm not going well, after
1: Jalen here. I'm going after Iowa State here. Yeah, he do was. You remember, do you remember <laughs> – I think on this podcast and years ago, when Iowa State had one pretty good season, I think they won seven games just like they did last year, and everybody thought Paul Rhodes was the greatest coach, young coach in the world and he's going to get all these jobs and he's got Iowa State headed in the re- next direction, and then they fired him. It's It's the same storyline with Campbell. Campbell won seven games last year. He's awesome. He's going to get all these jobs. He's got Iowa State on the up and up. He could legitimately be fired in four years. I mean, this is exactly people. how it went with Paul Rhodes.
2: Yeah, I had people on Twitter telling me that uh, Matt Campbell's the best candidate to replace Urban Meyer when he gets fired. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you, crazy?
0: Well, that, for, first of all, that's a regurgitated theory. Second of all, going back to Jalen Ramsey, I, I looked up Josh Allen's – okay, for, first of all, Josh Allen had two meaningful seasons as the starting quarterback – at Wyoming, t- 2016, 2017. Of those two seasons, last season when he was getting all this attention, d- the three the three games that you could point to on Wyoming' schedule as legitimately big games were Iowa, Oregon, and Boise State. Right, all three were losses by double digits. Of course, and I under and I understand the overall talent level at a school like Wyoming isn't conducive to putting somebody like Josh Allen, regardless of how good he is, in a position to win game in and game out but if we're cut if we're going to talk about you know quarterbacks being the the heaviest influencer and how successful a team is in those big games i mean it, Iowa they lost 24 to 3 oregon they lost 49 to 13 and o- oregon was not great defensively last year they still lost 49 to 13 and then they lost to boise state 24 14 so i'm i you know the the if, if we're if we're, gonna, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna sympathize with Josh Allen, I'm not gonna sympathize with him. Anybody that much See, on. here's the thing, nobody's arguing with
1: you. I think that if we went around the, the circle here, everybody would say that we think that he's bad. Well, we're I still have cast, to defend Jalen as a, as a, a Jaguars. As a gambler here, Dave. If if you're chasing at the end of a Saturday night, what are the two teams you end up betting on and watching the most?
2: Uh I don't
1: know. It's Hawaii and it's Wyoming. So I've seen a lot uh, of Josh uh, Allen. Boy, have I seen a lot of Josh Allen at 1130 or midnight Eastern time. And he, and it's not just that he had no talent around him. He would like roll out, throw a 40 yard pass across his body. That would almost always be an interception. So (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I've never understood it with him either. Maybe I just don't, maybe I just don't get the mechanics of the quarterback, like some of the other scouts that we know, but I, I just, I've never seen him be good.
2: Did you see uh, what he did in a preseason game where he ran backwards like 40 yards and it did like a Jameis Winston thing at the end? No, that's his Yeah, that's exactly I know, what he thought terrible. Yeah, I would I always would chase with like Washington State or Arizona, one of those uh, Pac-12 teams. I, I didn't get down into the weeds like you, Rob. I'm not I'm not as Hawaii, degenerate as you oh, man, dude.
1: Hawaii at midnight, the Hawaii midnight kicks are when if I'm up watching that game, something has gone horribly wrong in the day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the other the other thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit, and this is more of a, a social element to this story, and it's not, um, you know, get, get, getting this, this maybe is is. Also well suited for, for you guys to talk about is it? they were talking about the national anthem situation. Obviously, that is, uh, I, I guess, depending on who you're talking about. Certainly here in Texas is a hot button issue with with the role that Jerry Jones has played in the whole conversation. But he but Ramsey comes out and says something like, you know, sometimes guys weren't always out there anyway, because, you know, now and now we're going to see him not even more come out if the option is to stay in the locker room or go out and stand and that's it. They're going to be using the bathroom or taking that extra time to get ready because they weren't getting ready before. Personally, I always tell people nobody has heard. I, I don't know a single person that's heard more national anthems than myself after co- covering high school football for for more than a decade at this point in my life. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I could take or leave a national anthem. No disrespect. I I just hear it in my nightmares sometimes. But, uh, but you know, wh- I mean – I, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm not sure if you guys have anything to add as far as the national anthem discussion is concerned. Boy, do I
1: not. I can't, I cannot have any conversation to do with that song anymore. I was trying to eat a couple of weeks ago and I was at the sushi place in my neighborhood and I was sitting there having sushi alone at the bar. And the guy comes up and starts making small talk and he asks me what I do and I tell him, and a- immediately, well, what do you think of this national anthem stuff? I almost threw my big eye tuna and got up and just laughed. I, I I cannot talk about this anymore with anybody, especially
0: not sushi chefs. We're, worst topic to talk about as a football analyst, hips or the national anthem? Uh, give me point. the hips, man. I, 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 I,
1: if you bring up the anthem thing to me and I don't know you very well, we will never be friends. I, I don't want to talk about it. I can I can refer you to the website twitter.com if you'd like to argue with people about the national anthem. I, I Don't make me do it, please. I don't want to talk. I don't really care about the national anthem. I don't care if these players want to stand or kneel or tap dance on the flag. I, I cannot have an opinion. I just don't.
0: Fair enough. Dave, anything you want to add? For, for not it doesn't have to be about the anthem at this point. Anything else that you guys took from the from the story, Ramsey's comments, the football culture in general, exposed through the story that you guys might want to have as a final takeaway? No takers. <laughs> Very well. I Let's move out on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'll cut out all the right. dead
2: silence. No, no, my, no, I got, it. I got it. My dog, my dog was acting up. I had to put him away. Listen, what kind of so dog you got, Dave? Dave. I got a uh, Labrador uh, Pit mix. What's the dog's
0: name? I, I knew Pitbull. I knew Pitbull was gonna have. One hundred percent.
2: He's a good boy. He the, he's just barking at the Thunder Eye here, man. What's his name? His name is uh, Charlie. Oh, that's a good. That's a good Philly dog name. Good strong name. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But listen, the worst thing you could talk about as a sports analyst is very Cavallari. Thanks, Woody. You got to be talking about that on Armchair Quarterback. I'd you, rather talk about very Cavallari than National Anthem Protest.
0: But listen, I've I've still not watched a single episode of that show, but multiple, multiple media outlets have lauded Jay Cutler's uh, total aloofness to, to the entire situation is the best part of that show and it's not even close
2: the problem is he's only on a show for like five minutes and then i gotta hear this nonsensical blather and uh, it's just horrible dude it's it's the worst most vapid thing i've ever seen in my She's life She's
1: famous from the hills right or laguna beach one of those two both yeah i think both. i know which one she is I, I i watched i watched laguna beach a little bit uh, with my girlfriend in college. And that wasn't a they're, bad
2: thing. They're, anti, they're anti-vaxxers, so we could talk about that rather than an anthem. Let's talk about not vaccinating your kids. Let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> wow. Actually, let's talk about LSU a little bit. I, I thought
1: just, you were going to say let's, our, you were gonna say, let's talk about LSD a little bit. I got really excited. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: All right. You don't have flashbacks. Um, At least I haven't had any yet. I'm kind of disappointed. I got the, gypped on that one, man. Well,
0: well let, let's talk. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. T- talking, talking about possible flashbacks and things that start with LS. Let's let's talk about LSU a little bit here. We've got a situation: Lowell Narcisse, uh, high three-star quarterback, pretty much unanimously across the the board as far as uh, you know sites like ours are concerned, chooses to uh, transfer and go the JUCO route, leaving LSU with with uh, a mixed bag of inexperience at the quarterback position heading into the season. With you know. Um, a little a, you know just a, i guess maybe 2 weeks to go before before the start of the year i was telling you guys before the start of the podcast looking at that lsu depth chart offensively i'm not real sure uh, i have a lot of um, you know i I won't say that i don't have confidence that, that they'll do well this season offensively yeah, they're gonna, uh, they're but i'll just I've, say I've, they're going to suck dude
1: miami's going to stop oh, okay <laughs> want to do this want to <laughs> do the
2: schedule pick them? Want to go down the schedule?
0: 100%. Yeah, let's play the schedule game. We haven't done that in a while. Hold on, let me call it up. It's always, it's always good to play the schedule game, right? Yeah, and yeah, Troy. let's do it. Ball.
2: Yeah, Um.
0: Okay. Ooh.
2: They got a murderer's row to start the season, too. That's not good.
0: Okay, so, well, yeah, Southeast Louisiana, nobody messes with them. No, no, no. They got um, Miami,
2: though. Oh, I'm looking at the left column over here. Okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scratch that. Right. All right, so so let's let's go down the list. So so game game one, Miami. Now at this point, with given the situation, the culture, and looking at the depth chart and our confidence level, we say Miami is a loss. Week one is that right. is that Miami's what we're going to say? Is
1: too good. They have to. They have nothing resembling an experienced or good quarterback on the roster. LSU. Neither does Miami. I is, guess. is that actually but
2: in Baton Rouge? No, is it's that so so. in
1: Dallas. They uh, right. they also have to replace a running back, a very good running back. They're short on talent, and I don't think Ed Orgeron is maybe the guy you want to coach a team that's a little short on talent.
2: I think LSU wins. I think they beat right. Miami. Miami didn't beat anybody last year, and they they lost wow. their last three. They lost their last three games. But I, my, my yeah. point is, I
1: don't think LSU is anybody.
2: But I don't think I don't know. I just don't think Miami's going to beat LSU.
0: That's okay. We don't all have to agree on everything. So, but we'll say Week Two is going to be a win from against. Yeah. A- at home against Southeast Louisiana. Okay, uh, then Aub- at Auburn, that doesn't look good, right? No, that's bad. Wait, okay. I bet
2: you lost to Troy last year, didn't they? They sure did.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, all right, I'm gonna take Miami. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Miami! <laughs> wow, I forgot about that, man. I ran into the Troy
1: Louisiana Tech we week- bar in New Orleans last year. I think before their bowl game, they were really nice guys. Of course, they were, you know, just you know, good old fashioned down like home guys. Just under, Vegas, having a good time. I Happy actually, I to point be this here. out before we go any further. The, the Vegas over under for LSU is six and a half for this year. Ooh.
0: And, and, and you, should, should we stop playing the schedule game? Or are you just telling us right now to take the under? No, is that where we're going? With play. With no, no, know? no, no. let's keep going. Okay, all right, fine. We carry on. So, so week, week four, uh, at home against Louisiana Tech now. I'll I'll get your opinion. I'll just say this I, without look without doing my due diligence on Louisiana Tech. They are a tricky football team, are they not?
2: They are. Yeah, but Neil Brown ain't coaching them. They got an
1: offense. They can score. Um, I've watched a lot of them for one reason or another in the past couple of years.
2: Do well. they have a defense too? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. Not just not the they do not field anyway. They, I'll, give LSU, I'll, give, LSU LSU that,
1: I'll give LSU that game. We'll say that's a win. So they're
0: 2-1 according to me. All and,
2: right. so they're 2-2 so they're two two right
0: now. 2-2, yeah. Okay, Ole Miss They'll yeah. lose that
2: game. Mm.
0: That's at home. Ole Miss has got too many the high what?
1: power wide receivers, and AJ Brown. Apparently, they like this quarterback that's replacing Shea Patterson. They've got a decent defense. They'll lose that game. LSU loses.
2: I'm going with the I'm going with the Land Sharks. Did you see Mississippi made their their mascot the Land Sharks now? Well,
1: no, they're still the they're that's still, still the mascot. no, they're still the Rebels. They just have a shark mascot that looks terrifying.
2: Is it like a head and the shoulder pads or is it like an actual like left shark from the uh, Katy Perry? It's joint? like a
1: left shark, but he's going to wear whatever like – I mean he's mean looking and he's going to wear like – he'll wear shoulder pads during football season. I assume he'll wear a basketball jersey when he's at basketball games. He looks like a cross between the the, the Willie the Wildcat from K-State and then the the Wichita State shocker with the mean looking face that gives kids nightmares.
2: I like that. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I roll with K State's mascot, and and oh, the Landshark's name is Tony. There you go for the guy who created the Landshark defense thing. So there we go. This
0: is this is really I I I would argue this is really where you know, the murderer's row starts. I I think at this part of the schedule because now we're here October sixth at Florida. What do you I guys? I think they beat
1: Florida. I think Florida's in a bad situation too. Ooh.
2: Yeah, go go Tigers.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. Then then the following week against Georgia at home. That's an L. Loss, Rob. Yeah. That's not a particularly yeah. close. One. Mississippi State. <laughs> Mississippi State. I the think next they week. could win that game mm-hmm. only
1: because I Mississippi State has a good quarterback. They've got, you know, they've got Nick Fitzgerald. Do we know anything about Joe Moorhead? I I mean I, I, putting stock in a first-year head. The coach, recruits love him. People well, love Well sure. Them. I mean, people love a lot of people. I mean, people love me. I mean I can coach football.
2: Mm. I don't know. We'll, well see. I, I think that'll
1: be, I think that's a toss up. I think that could go either way.
2: He was the Penn State offensive coordinator, yes, right? That's true. And they, they did look good at Penn State on offense. Yeah, team. but I mean, Franklin it's all about is organization. It's kind of an
1: offensive mind, too, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see this one going either way. Let's
2: give LSU the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and give him a win. so they're four and four right now. We got them at four and four.
0: So you're saying win against Mississippi State, Dave?
2: Yes, sir. I got
0: them. All right. Alabama, I think we do we know what we want to say about that?
2: Four or five. <laughs> Four or five. LSU versus
0: at, Arkansas. At Arkansas. Now, could that no, be a tricky? Arkansas game?
1: doesn't have the talent to keep up with LSU. Okay. Okay.
0: Five right. and
2: five. Okay. I'm going with versus
0: LSU. Versus Rice, the the Owls? Yeah, they, I mean that's
1: a win. That's LSU. six wins.
0: Okay. And then wrapping up the season at Texas nah, AM. Texas AM. Mm. So what is that what does that put it's us at? Six to six.
1: And the over under is six and a half. So we're
0: taking the under. So here's so so here's what here, okay. So you take the under, but here here's what here's what I was also gonna say. If if we're if we're trending that way, so basically to start the season, we have them going loss, win, loss. Way exchanging wins and losses. If we if we get to week five. And we're talking about a three and two LSU team. Uh, at that point, does Orgeron, you know, start thinking about his next? No, he's got a position. fine
1: year. I think he's, they'll give him another year, no matter what. And remember, this six and six, we gave them the benefit of the doubt with a win against Mississippi State and at Florida. Because I just really, I think that uh, I don't know what's happening in Gainesville, but I don't think it's anything good right now.
0: Well, you you don't have you don't have confidence in in what you're hearing from uh, the situation what's, what's with Dan changed? Mullen there. Right, tell me
1: what's there. changed. They still don't have a quarterback. The coach has changed, yeah. But last year before the season, we got this big scandal with the uh, the credit card fraud, and now we've got a gambler with an awesome gambler name scandal going on now, where people might get suspended and this and that. And <laughs> they still don't have a quarterback. <laughs> like, I don't know who they're going to start, and even if they do start one of the guys back from last year. Great. I, I mean, I don't think anybody was impressed with the Florida offense. And until they fix that offense, and I'm not as sure the defense is going to be as good as it's been outside of like Marco Wilson and a couple other standouts. I think Chauncey Gardner can be fine. I don't I just don't see the talent there right now to, to be able to compete in the SEC. I think that they may be in for a five or six month season. What was the what was the oh. what was the bookies name? Oh, he had a great bookie name. What was it? it was, uh, I hold can't on, remember it. Up right it. Now. Uh the bookie name is Tay Bang. His name is Tay Bang.
2: Tay Bang. First
1: name Tay. That's the best part. It's printed here in the in the in the story that I'm reading. Is Tay Bang. First name Tay, capital T. Last name
0: Bang, capital B. Moving along. Uh, so now we're so now we're in tweet of the week. Here we are, boys. You better hope that mediocre money that you make at rivals is good enough for you for the rest of your life. I have one, and I'll read it to you, and I don't know if we'll decide afterwards that it's okay for the podcast or not based on what our normal, <laughs> our normal censorship normal is. I'll tell you what, I feel like the is. censorship has been lightening a little bit. That's right, because the FCC is not listening to us right now. Dave, do you have some kind of rap lyric about the FCC? The, that, there's an Eminem rap lyric, right? It's the FCC won't let me be... Uh, I
1: can't remember, but I know there's... Uh,
0: Montel Williams puts that in fame. uh This is how we do it, right? He talks about. Pardon me, oh, FCC, yeah. or Montel? Montel Jordan. Wait, which ones the TV? Montel host? Williams <laughs> is the
1: TV host. Montel Jordan is uh, Montel but, Jordan is, is. This is how we do it. It's Friday night.
2: <laughs> no, that's Montel, right. That's Montel right. Williams like fell off though. He's doing like day day daytime ads for predatory lending uh, companies <laughs> right, <laughs> right now. So I don't know what he did with his bread.
0: Well, listen, when you're telling me when you're telling me Hot Bench hits the scene that anybody else in daytime TV has a chance in the ratings war. Like the FCC about it.
1: might be listening to us Three considering judges. that they like uh, famed Miami football coach and two live crew member Uncle Luke uh, was once in a legal battle with the FCC, I believe. Correct. So there's a recruiting time. Yeah. Banned in the yeah, US. There's a recruiting time. Remember that? Remember that yeah. song?
0: Well, well, here here's my here's my vote for tweet of the week uh J- Jake Ruse from uh the Georgia site recruiting reporter for UGASports.com, uh talking about one of the players from my state uh Lewis Sign who's a Revels 100 safety went out there on a visit um this is this is back from early August writes a story uh they, this is something that the Georgia site does very well talking to kids after they take a visit and write a behind the scenes type story so so Jake just posts a uh, you know standard read my story tweet this is you know this is what's going on Um, then somebody makes a, uh, Sean L. Martin makes a comment, how much they paying him, uh, in reference to Lou, uh, Lewis and, um, Willie's Willie says, no, they just told him to come for free (laughs) with some expletives, uh, as the main selling point as to why you should come to UGA. Sean makes another comment. They're cheating. Uh, and Willie says, if I'm in the club. And I got Ace's spade bottles popping in the VIP lobby. Where do you think the girls coming? in? <laughs> which uh, which I thought was a great comeback. Sean L. Martin has nothing to say afterwards uh, because Georgia, ob- that's an obvious, uh, obvious reference to Georgia being one of the top programs in college football right now. And that's the, all the selling point that they need. Uh, so that's my yeah, vote. Pretty for good. Tweet I, away, I, I'm
2: with it. All, all right. Okay. I, I got one. It's from uh, Jake Honing. I don't know who that is, but uh, there's two guys running for senate in Montana, right? And they both look like state troopers. They have like the flat top haircut, you know. And the guy goes, Jake Honing says, "These are the candidates for U.S. state senate in Montana, a state with only one barber." So I thought that was good. You know what I mean? Good word economy there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's good and it's wholesome. Beats be, puts mine to shame. <laughs> I don't think yours was that bad. I don't think. That uh, would get it.
2: No, nah, I think right, okay. be, I've been getting away with murder on the other podcast, so I think you're straight. <laughs>
0: All right, fair enough. We'll take it. So, uh, well, well, that's. I mean, here we are at the end of the show, boys. It's been a good one, but now let's get into ransom recommendations.
1: Hold on, I want to know. I don't have a rant or a recommendation, but okay. I'd like to play a game where we where we guess why Woody has speed bumps written down here. Do you think it's the no, frequency? It's from of speed
2: oh, I didn't. No, listen. No, you never listen to okay, the. Let watch. me guess, that. Let me guess. Let me guess.
1: Let Yeah. Me okay. Guess. Let me you guess. Guess. Yeah. Sure. Was it was it the frequency of speed bumps, the size of speed bumps, or the way
0: that people drive over speed bumps? It's, it's- Wait, don't tell him. Don't tell him. It, it's definitely one of those three choices. Which one do you think it is? <sighs> okay. I would say the size,
1: but I don't think that's it. I think most of Woody's rants have to do with I'm the only person that behaves well in public and everybody else is screwed. So I think it was probably the way that people drive over speed bumps. Oh my <laughs> yes. God. Ding,
2: ding, ding. Does? nail so, it.
1: All right. Let me, let me do a Woody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I'm not saying that you have to cruise over a speed bump and bottom your car out. Listen, listen. I'm just saying that you don't have to go over it at three miles an hour and slow down everybody behind you. I mean, come on. Get out of here with that.
2: <laughs> <It's> pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty spot on. No. Almost. He, he was talking about the fact that people with big old SUVs like come to a complete stop and then yeah. introvert <sighs> – He's like, you have an SUV. You know what I mean? I figured. That was his yeah. What he says. What
0: he you says. What you not even need
2: to listen to the show.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and did he?
1: He definitely started the rant with "listen." <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is good. This is great because I know Woody will probably listen to this show uh, co- coming home on the on the flight from you know hopefully a a, a three thousand dollar championship performance at the film festival. Uh, but you know, but he's always, he's always knocking you Rob for not listening to the show, but it turns out you don't even need to, to. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> if, if when he comes back with three grand, we should make him buy us something. I don't know what that
1: something would be. Yeah.
2: yeah, He's supposed to buy me some Adidas gear. Cause he, he fraudulently said that he offered to buy me some Adidas gear and, and to go play basketball with him. But I went and hid under the covers with my mom and he never offered to buy <laughs> and me a box fan with, with
1: coach Brown. <laughs>
2: I've been thinking about getting a box fan for real. That 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 conversation is still in my mind. I just too lazy to leave my house. I just it's just so much of a hassle to leave your house when you're 40 and you're my age, man.
0: That okay. But what yeah, else we recommend? got? We got anything else? Um, you know what? It's getting Rob's ready to go. Yeah, it's getting it's getting <laughs> kind of late. I off the top of my head, I, my my recommendation is take a look at all the rivals.com content on the new rankings of the of both the rivals 100 and 250. Lots of lots of great stories published by Rob, myself, and other analysts uh here and and Dave has provided plenty of social commentary on uh uh on everything ver- via his Twitter <laughs> his Twitter Wait, which Dave <laughs> yeah. what's your what's your Twitter handle so we, let's give it to the people
2: uh @rivals dave
0: @rivals dave yeah, t- yeah t- t- taking the rivals moniker despite not being a full-time employee I'm at rivals crook city hey
2: hey, hey. <laughs> I'm I'm a full-time employee at heart
0: all right <laughs> and he's a full-time I'm, employee like
2: at I'm an intern. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, getting my uh, resume built up. We did get a record. We got a review.
0: Okay, perfect. We yeah. Well, uh, but, but real quick also as well, Cassidy underscore Rob, uh, Rob Cassidy's <laughs> dyslexic uh, Twitter handle. And, and uh, as always give us a, give us a subscribe. We haven't, we <laughs> haven't spent, we haven't like spammed out the request, the desire for people to, su- uh, to subscribe to our podcast. Cause we're so close to getting that hundred, uh benchmark on on the review front and Dave you said we have another review why don't you let it rip all
2: right so it's from uh rose there's like five wives rose 57 that and, guy's uh, from this movie like, i guaranteed oh yeah i hope it's Rick Rose it's, it's the himself. big boss anyway. baby I hope so that's my guy man every day I'm hustling all right so look uh he's he's we were talking about the Urban Meyer thing right hey, man, and Jose. he goes he goes uh, he goes <laughs> love the podcast On the case of Urban Meyer, why did you guys forget to mention that he still kept Zach Smith after the incident in 2015? If, capital if, he did his due diligence until a few weeks ago when it became public. And you're also missing the incident that happened in 2009 with Smith as well while he was a GA at Florida also under Meyer. Well, we were just talking um – on that podcast, it was it was a narrow view of what the legal issue was this time around, and we did mention the 2015 incident, um, and, and we were saying that he had to have reported that up the chain in 2015, which we did hit on. So um, maybe just maybe we were just rambling and we didn't speak well enough on it, um, but we did hit on the 2015 incident, and we did, I didn't think the 2009 incident was really that relevant for the matter at hand.
0: And you're the and you're the legal expert, so R- Rose, go out and support. The new Miami MLS football club whenever they get their act together. Oh, by the way, Rob, did you see in, in the city of Austin, the vote passed for a new stadium deal. It looks like the Columbus crew are coming here all of a sudden. Wow. Good. You guys deserve that way more than the city of Columbus. How dare I mean, I've you? i been to How the city day- of Columbus. I don't know. Shout out to Give Columbus. To that is an original that is one of the few remaining original MLS teams and Save the Crew movement is is alive and strong despite uh, you know, how whatever tepid lukewarm reaction it actually has. Uh, received. I actually will say this for Columbus. I did have some fun there. It just didn't seem like a professional sports town. Well, the reason. stadium, the, the, you know, the sta- there's, all, there's all kinds of issues going on with the stadium out there, where it's located, the level of disrepair it may or may not be in, all motivated by the fact that the owner wanted to move uh, the team here to Austin. And, and there's all kinds of things going on here locally for me that I've been reading about as far as the team coming here. But you know, I'm excited about having a pro soccer team as my uh, my Orlando City soccer club has just been uh, – Yeah, they're attended. terrible, right? They're absolutely they're finding new and, new and exciting ways to lose week in and week out. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm far away from the state of Florida.
1: What do you describe them to me as the Mets of the MLS?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, did, you see, did, you, did either of you – I mean, this is something that kind of transcends just people that watch Major League Soccer specifically. But did you guys happen to see that Wayne Rooney goal that, that won it for I D.C.? I did. I did see it. So, I mean, I, you know, and that's just a that's just a microcosm of what the past three seasons have been for Orlando City. Oh, so, that was against them. Huh? I saw the I saw the highlighted. Tea. You know, he gets a turnover on one end and then comes up and scores. The goal the and goal the was open. Rob, I know I know you've been playing. So I'm signed up for two adult soccer leagues coming up here starting next month myself. That was a situation where the the D.C. United goal was open as the keeper was on Orlando Orlando City side of the field at the end of the game. Will Johnson had an open goal, allowed himself to get tackled by Wayne Rooney, who in turn made a sixty yard pass oh, yeah. across the field <laughs> for a header yep, to I win the game. <laughs> oh boy. That is what like what he's on point, Just 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 Ooh. like this podcast as well. So Google uh,
2: has a soccer team. Is that is that major league soccer or is that no, like minor league? I think that's the second. I think that's probably whatever the Tampa Bay Rowdies
1: are in, right? Google, I have no idea. Google they, has a team?
2: They play in a baseball field. <laughs> play in a minor league baseball field. Well, that's, know, that's that's exactly Rowdies, what the
1: Rowdies did. did. Yeah, the Rowdies' base, little baseball field is nice, though. They really converted that thing. Right, well.
0: it's you know what? And, and real quick, too, you know, back back to all of our days going to the Under Armour game when they would practice all week in Orlando, then play the game in St. Petersburg. We would all stay in the hotel right across the street from that stadium. Beautiful part of downtown St. Petersburg. I've actually got positive things where, to say What do you stand there the last time I was there? That same hotel. I like that hotel. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a great location. So, so anyway, big shot to downtown St. Petersburg, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, and, of course, uh, Orlando City and Austin. Congratulations for getting a new Major League Soccer team. This will now be a soccer podcast going forward. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Rob, and we'll catch you all next week. Oh, and thank you, M. Deuce.